Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about silver exploration in Latin America, specifically in Bolivia. And I've great pleasure to be joined by Andrew Williams, president of New Pacific Metals. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Paul. Pleasure to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. Now, um, you've been in the, the president role at New Pacific for, what, about six months now. So maybe let, let's start there. Um, what was it that was attractive to you about coming on to a silver explorer in Latin America? Yeah, um, it's funny that uh, time flies, I guess, when you're having fun. It has been six months, it feels like. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I was previous to New Pacific Metals. I spent 11 years on the buy side of the well-known institutional investment firm. I was uh, a portfolio manager and um, really came to appreciate just how rare uh, big new discoveries are in our industry. You might get one every few years or so, and um, that's really the critical raw ingredient for, for any great story, any great mining companies, to have a real asset. You know, there's hundreds of juniors out there, and, and very few have have um, big, high-grade, high-margin assets. Um, and New Pacific you know, certainly made a splash in 2020, 2021 with the discovery of their silver sand project. Uh, and more recently, flying under the radar, they've made a second major discovery of their Karangas project. And so to have two big discoveries like this uh, within one company really you know, highlighted to me that New Pacific was onto something special. and, and you know, to, to make the discoveries is certainly one monumental feat, but to graduate and and start and to translate that discovery into something that you can finance and build and and, and operate is a is a totally separate feat that involves a, a larger team and um, a different skill set. And so that was something that you know, our CEO Rui Fang recognized, and we started chatting late last year and, and learning that he was in team building mode and, and you know, after 11 years on the buy side I was always curious about what life was like on the corporate side and, and so there was a, an opportunity there for, for us to come together and early January I hopped on a plane and spent two weeks in Bolivia, did my due diligence, visited all the projects, met the team uh, in La Paz um, and uh, it was January 24th that I joined the company. Well, congratulations there. Um, a lot to talk about today. Um, Silver Sand is in uh, Potosi uh, Department. Uh, in 2022, the company put out a PEA, 14-year uh, mine life, 39% post-tax IRR, about 10 million ounce a year production, $308 million capex, um, all in sustaining cost of just over $10 per ounce. Um, you know, good figures. Now you're involved in engaged in sort of permitting, and a pre-feasibility study is uh, within the plans before the end of the year. Tell us about the sort of the work on the PFS. How is that shaping up? Is that going to be much different from the PEA? Can we expect any differences there? Yeah, um, great. Uh, I think um, the long, the short answer is no. No real scope changes. We did a lot of. Um, we did a lot of upfront technical work as part of that PEA. Your, your typical uh, PEA is done to a either it's plus minus 35 or plus minus 50 percent uh, accuracy level. We put a lot more work into our silver sand PEA. Um, 90 percent of that resource was measured and indicated, which is again unusual. And we did a ton of front end work um, with 
the flow sheet, there was this um, a raging debate about whether or not the silver at Silver Sand was better recovered by a heap leach or tank leaching. And that trade-off work we completed prior to the PEA, we ultimately went with tank leaching. So because we did a lot of that front-end loading um, as part of the PEA study, um, we don't really expect any material scope changes as part of the um, as part of the PFS. Like we, there's little things like you know, we've had some good news stories potentially on on pit wall angles. The uh, rock it seems to be we've got some additional geotechnical uh, feedback uh, from some work we've done that suggests that the rock is confident, uh, more confident than we expected. Recoveries we're seeing. A slightly lower cyanide consumption, uh, potentially uh, maybe a little bit of an improvement in recoveries, but these are all you know, fairly uh, small things in and around the edges. But broadly speaking, the 11,000 ton a day uh, crushed grind, leach, poor silver dore bars, um, large uh, open pit operation, those broad brush um, assumptions are going to be unchanged in the PFS. Okay, thank you. Now, one of the key things that uh, the company will still need is um, you, you, you've negotiated a production contract with state mineral company Comibol. Um, if I remember correctly, that was negotiated a couple of years ago, but yet that's still to be signed and ratified. Um, what's the outlook on that happening and why is that taking so long? Yeah, um, great question. I, I think, so the MPC, we signed it, uh, as you mentioned, a couple of years ago, and it's a document that really unlocks um, additional ground around our 100% owned silver sand claims that host the vast majority of our resources and the economics in the PEA and PFS. So it's really a surrounding area for us. Um, and so we signed it with Comabal, the Bolivian state-owned mining company, uh, as a joint venture, an additional, I think it was a 6% royalty that we agreed on any um, minerals that are discovered and mined on the Commonwealth ground. However, the catch has always been uh, that that contract, uh, as per Bolivia, has to be ratified in a parliamentary session. And so since that was signed, um, there was a a transitional government uh, that lasted for just under a year, and then we've gotten into a new government. Um, There's been some, I'd say some politics to a certain extent just with um, you know, bodies changing around every time the government changes as is typical in any Latin American country as you know uh, there's new people that are brought in they got to review the file so I think we've been you know, a little bit of a victim to some of the, um, the changing bodies that's taken some time so uh, and I think secondly going back to the team building um, we've also hired you know, what's new this year a dedicated person on that file internally someone who's uh, was previously senior um, in, in a government role here in Bolivia, and they've uh, he, he's he's been really active on the file, uh, dealing with Comabal, rebuilding those relationships, and ultimately um, stick handling that through the different processes it needs to get to um, in order for it to be ratified. So I'd say it was a, a combination of some uh, political change that then necessitated some new bodies, which then had to review the file. Plus, I think for the first time. You know, from a management standpoint, we've, we've got the bandwidth to push that through. So we're hopeful that you know, we can get something done here uh, over the second half of this year or into next year on that MPC. Okay, thank you. Now, let, let's talk a little bit about the, the Karangas project. Um, 
Well, while you've been advancing with silver sand, um, obviously you, you go into that sort of quiet mode because you're not necessarily doing the drilling and other things that generate a lot of news flow. But your recent news flow has been coming from Karangas where you've been drilling and you've been putting out a lot of results. Before we talk specifically about the project, though, um, let me ask, do you need a, a Commibol pro- uh, contract for that, to, for a potential development scenario there as well? The, our Karangas drilling, if you look at the map, um, all of it's been on our 100% owned claims. Uh, similar to Silver Sand, there is um, a piece of ground uh, that surrounds us. It's a, it's a small section um, that is right now not owned by Commabal. It's, it's not actually owned by anyone. It's been reverted back to the state, um, and Commabal's got first right to make that claim should they choose to do so. So that's a process that we need to go through with them. But then surrounding that, we've got another big 100% owned expiration license um, and so uh, it's, it's, um, it's a much smaller piece at Karangas, but yes, ultimately we will have to uh, go through that at some point down the road, um, but it's, it's nowhere near as significant at, as, as it is at Silver Sand. And, and the other uh, tailwind for us is, is you know, operating um, in Bolivia. We're going to go through the process with the uh, MPC combo ball at Silver Sand, and, and, and we're going to learn a huge amount about that process and what it takes to be successful. And, and we would expect that um, a similar process at Karangas should be you know, a lot smoother than than what we've encountered thus far at Silver Sand. Okay, thank you. Now at Karangas, you've, the company's got a, a thousand meter by eight hundred meter silver horizon that you're exploring. Um, that's been going very well. You're looking at uh, putting out a mineral resource estimate very, very soon, and then a, a PEA preliminary economic assessment by year end. Tell us about Karangas. Why is that such a, a special de- uh, deposit? Yeah, I mean it's it's um, I, I guess it's big. <laughs> Number one, it's. Um, comes right to surface, it's broad. Um, so you look at the size of it, the, because it comes to surface and because it's broad, it, potentially, it, it lends itself to open pit mining at a potentially favorable strip ratio. The metallurgical response based on preliminary test work we've completed is, is really good. Uh, we get very high uh, flotation recoveries. The top 200 meters, we've got a, a silver zinc lead zone um, that will be we'll be looking to produce a concentrate we had great flotation response in particular in the fresh component of that uh, silver horizon which is most of the deposit there and then at depth there's a gold zone which we've run uh, some preliminary bottle roll tests on we got 98 percent recovery independent of what the sulfur content is which is which has told us that it's free milling that gold it's actually uh, electrum, a free electrum, and so when you layer on um, the size of it, as you mentioned, the the footprint, the uh, the geometry, and what that means for a strip ratio, the metallurgy, and then in addition to that, we also released a few months ago um, a new geophysical survey because the Karangas discovery was really undercover. Um, there was some drilling that was done by Battle Mountain in the 90s, the company that was ultimately acquired by Newmont, and they drilled some outcrop and, and figured that that was the Karangas system, um, whereas we traced the mineralization from the West Dome to the East Dome and into the Central Valley undercover, and that's really where we made our discovery. And so 
you know, I think it was a year ago we ran an IP survey that was shallower and it gave us a bunch of noise that really wasn't all that valuable to us. But now because we've made this discovery undercover, we ran a new IP survey. I think it's at um, three, 400 meters below surface and some really interesting anomalies have lit up, one of which is actually our discovery. So we know that the IP survey is calibrated. But what this tells us is not only have we made this one discovery, but we still have the potential for this to be one of of several in a larger district. So uh, a lot of positive attributes. I think our, our drill success has been really good. Every hole we've drilled uh, in the top silver zone has hit mineralization and, and we've you know, had a very high hit rate in the gold zone uh, at depth. So um, yeah, we're, we're really encouraged by it. I think it's, it's um, we haven't released the resource yet, but if you did your own back of the envelope, you could quickly uh, identify that this is a bigger system than what we found at, at Silver Sand. So yeah, we're, we're really excited and, and we, we feel like we haven't really got any credit for it in our share price. And so this upcoming resource estimate will be an important milestone for the company. And we're on schedule to be releasing that uh, in the first 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 week or two of August. Okay, thank you. Now, as, as I've mentioned throughout this conversation, you've got various studies and reports coming out, uh, resource uh, Karangas, PA, Karangas, uh, PFS coming out on Silver Sand, uh, you know, all this year. What, what's the game plan going forward? So um, at Silver Sand specifically, so we'll have the PFS study done by the end of this year. And then I think going to full feasibility study next year, um, that's a business decision that we'll have to make. Um, again, it'll depend on whether or not we're the ones that will go down the path of financing and building or whether it's someone else that will do it for us, um, a, a different um, you know, third party, um, corporate, you know, there's multiple paths as, as you might appreciate a, a deposit as, as of the quality and size of silver sand attracts corporate interest. So we, we need to make that decision, but if we if we did go down the path of, of trying to build it ourselves, then I think it's what's become apparent is that you can get uh, significantly better financing terms with a full feasibility study. Um, most large banks, they need to see that as a box checking exercise. So so we may take some time next year to complete that. You know, should we go down that path? Uh, and then as well, you know, buttoning up whatever is remaining of our ongoing permitting efforts. So that'll be a, a sort of a 2024 story um, for Silver Sand. And then for Karangas, um, so hopefully by end of this year or more, more realistically Q1 of next year, we'll have our PEA study. So we're going to be kicking off in the second half of this year, uh, our baseline environmental uh, program, our baseline social program, archaeological studies, um, and then, you know, excitingly, we're going to hopefully get in and drill those uh, IP anomalies that I mentioned earlier. And then into next year, I would expect us to continue the momentum and upgrade our, PFS, our PEA to a PFS study and continue to progress it down the traditional track. Um, we're still, again, Karangas is a, a bigger project than Silver Sand, so it's going to take um, some you know, intensive study, which will, um, which will hopefully we've got a great team and, and we'll continue to build on what we've learned this year into next year. 
Okay, thank you, Andrew. Now, this could be a good time to talk about market sentiment because um, if you're looking to to sell the project or even raise money to build it, um, market sentiment's obviously a key thing. Um, Primary silver deposits are quite rare or very rare. Um, You've you've got a couple of precious metals producers on your share register in the shape of uh, Silver Corp and uh, Pan American Silver. Um, How do you see market sentiment at the moment for silver projects? Yeah, it's um, it's it's challenging for sure. Like if if um, a couple of recent conferences we've we've been to, it, the attendance has been somewhat light, um, which is, is kind of the, the general feedback. You know, talking to bankers, etc. I mean, that, that sentiment is is fairly pervasive across the industry. You just look at the uh, the basket of silver miners, silver developers, share prices recently. Um, you know, it's very clear that this sector hasn't really received a lot of love which um, makes it's fine I think this is a cyclical industry and we do what we can to adapt um, I think for us if you look at you know, Rui Feng and, and his track record um, with Silver Corp and Pacific etc like Silver Corp hasn't raised a new share in I think it's 2010 or 2011 very very mindful of, of shareholder dilution um, and you know, many of us here at New Pacific are shareholders ourselves. So I think, you know, I mean, what it does is it just, I think it's no secret that a pre-revenue company such as ourselves, we need, we need to use the, um, the, the public equity markets to, to finance our, our ongoing efforts. And so, you know, when, when market sentiment is weaker, maybe we, we we're just a little bit more cautious with how much money we pull on the balance sheet in order to protect our share count. Again, that's really been the, one of the one of the secrets to Rui's success over the years, and, and we certainly share that philosophy internally. And then, as far as yeah, corporate interest goes, we just have to we have to continue to press forward and um, and just see where it goes. But you're right; I mean, it's not it's not certainly not frothy out there. But that's fine. Um, it's a cyclical business, and like I said, many of the te- guys we have on our team have been doing it for a long time, and this is nothing out of the ordinary. Okay. Well, I wish you the best of luck with the, the, the publication of the upcoming studies and look forward to reading those as and when they come out. Um, New Pacific Metals trades on the TSX under NUAG and on the NICE American under NEWP. Andrew Williams, president of the company, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, Paul. It's been a pleasure. And that's all from me, Paul Harris. Stay tuned for more from Mining Stock Daily. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.